Hello, welcome listeners to episode two, season two of Spearwalker. This is going to be a three-part series called Science versus God. Uh, this will be the first part of that series called uh, it'll be the introduction. And the purpose behind the series is uh, I will present both sides and reasoning for both sides, um, science and from religion and immediate facts so that you can make up your own mind or become more open-minded to the other side. And I'll be going over uh, controversial topics in both areas of the field. Uh, I'll go over the Big Bang, I'll go over evolution, creation. Um, Next episode, we'll more talk about miracles and things that are the supernatural. So I would encourage you to keep an open mind no matter what you believe in, no matter what facts you side behind. And we'll be right back right after this. If we look at the Big Bang and the creation described in the Hebrew Bible, we can see a few similarities. These similarities are almost so precise it's surprising as the story written in Genesis was written before science could explain what the sun even was. First similarity, the Big Bang explains creation as being a Big Bang, where in one blast the universe was birthed in a hot, dense manner. If we look in Genesis chapter 1, verse 3, God said, Let there be light. And there was light. If you look at this higher deity or power who had the capability of creating such an expansive universe, wouldn't the power of just his words, let there be light, look similar to the explosion of the Big Bang? Could God have spoken the Big Bang into existence? Or the Big Bang was the result of the words of God? Second similarity. Genesis chapter 1 verse 2, the earth was without form and void. The religious book of Genesis explains how and who created the heavens and the earth. And here is this verse stating that before God spoke it into existence, there was no form to the universe and it was void. God started with nothing. The Big Bang also came from nothing. Science has not yet found a solid theory to stand behind to explain where this powerful blast came from. Theories of dark matter have issues as science doesn't understand dark matter itself, other than they just know it exists. Also, such an incredible explosion, much greater than any supernova ever created to this day, must have contained or released the building blocks of elements such as iron, carbon, oxygen, neon, and silicon, which we see in supernovas today. But the reason supernovas can release these elements is because it already contained this matter. Whereas in the Big Bang, this matter seemed to have come from a void, which goes against many laws of science. If one thing is get put into motion, like these elements in this blast, it had to be acted upon by another force. Here on Earth, our cars move because of the force produced by the fuel combusting in our engines. The Earth revolves around the sun due to the sun's gravitational pull. We can follow this ladder all the way to the top. But there has to be an end. What puts the universe in motion? If we discover that power, then what puts that thing into motion? You see the redundancy here? There has to be an end which supports the existence of a higher power or being with power to exist in of itself and put the universe in motion. There must be a God through science's logic. 
the Bing Bang itself almost proves the existence of God. And those thinking if everything was created by God, then who created God? This is the same redundancy. It's uh, if something created God, then what created that, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's illogical. God is an eternal being and is outside of time, as described in the Bible. More on time and God's position uh, in space later. Let's take a look at another subject: evolution. Some believers, uh, some believe we came from humanoid primates who evolved over time. Some believe God created us in an instant, uh, and some believe a bit of both. Uh, just for the record, science has already begun to stop relying on the theory of evolution and knows it needs revising. For through Charles Darwin's research, they would have already seen changes in animals and species he has studied, he was studying, and researched. Not gigantic changes, but simple rearrangements of DNA are just simply not occurring at the rate Darwin suggested. So say we came from primates before that single-celled organisms. The Bible said God created Adam from dirt. Some take this literal, while others think God used atoms and dust to slowly craft Adam, like evolution. Don't you think if God exists, he would have complete understanding of atoms and molecular structure? DNA and subatomic particles are not just accidents, for if there is a God, then he crafted those to work perfectly together. This is something that a lot of people get confused with science versus God. If there is this amazing, all-powerful God who put all these things into motion and created these laws of the universe and physics and knows everything and can see everything, he has to know about science and all of it is he has to know all there is to know about atoms and subatomic particles he has to know how they react with one another see believing in god also means that you know a god that uh, has crafted science in of itself what scientists are studying right now is the byproduct of something god put into motion speaking of dna we shared 95 to 99% of our DNA with primates. Some will see this as proof of evolution, but that is also illogical thinking. For we only vary in similar percentage with the primates we have evolved from. If we have such similar DNA makeup of today's primates and those of the past, and a similar time to evolve, shouldn't we have the same evolutionary opportunity? meaning shouldn't have the primates of today evolved into something greater by now. Maybe not humans, but they're almost the same as the beginning of those humanoid primates that existed hundreds of millions of years ago, according to science. Why haven't they seemed to change in all that time? Now for time, space, and the cosmos. Isaac Newton proclaims, This most beautiful system of the sun, planets, and comets could only proceed from the counsel and dominion of an intelligent and powerful being. This being governs all things, not as the soul of the world, but as Lord over all, and on account of his dominion he is wont, to be called Lord, God, or universal ruler. Many modern astrologists have come to the same conclusion. 
The more they discover and learn about the cosmos, the more they are swayed to the thought that there is a higher power. Science can't explain God with facts and laws, theories, for those are products of the studied universe and world around us when God is outside all of this. He's outside space and time of the universe. The creator of a computer doesn't sit within the computer, but stands outside of it. According to Christian theology, he created time, space, and all matter. God is not restrained by the restrictions of time and space because he isn't within the same dimension. This explains, and some theologians say, proves how he is eternal, all-powerful, and all-knowing. After considering these facts and evidence presented to you today, what is the probability of a higher power? A scientist using the Bayes theory, which is used to find the probability of things such as a nuclear power plant failing, by balancing the various factors that could affect the situation, was used to find the probability of the existence of a higher power. It was found that there is a 67% chance a higher power or God exists. How does this reflect science's stance on God over the past century? You could never prove God's existence, for God wouldn't allow it according to theology and uh, according to most popular sermons around the world that uh, pertain to Christianity. God would rather have true love from followers who believe in him than false love from those who know he exists. However, you can't take this evidence and denounce the existence of a God, but that would be foolish. At first, you won't believe in faith. You see this thing that's invisible and has all these supernatural properties. That's faith, and you have to believe in it. And you say no, but now you can't believe in fact and logic, which has all been presented. It's time for you to choose. That is the purpose behind this series. I will present both sides and reasoning from both sides and mediate facts so that you can make up your own mind or become more open-minded to the other side. 